All right, welcome to our first podcast. Uh, we are the College Football Pod. I'm Ben. I'm Milan. I'm John. I'm Doby, a.k.a. Mason Dolby. All right, uh, so today we're going to talk about the Big Ten, and we're going to give our rankings and our record predictions for each team. And to start off, I'm going to preface this by saying we don't know if the season's going to start on time or if they're going to have a season, but we're doing this all hypothetically if there is a season. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with the Big Ten West. At number seven, I have Northwestern. They just had a 3-9 and nine season. They worked to new, to impl- implement a new offensive system with the higher Mike Bahakian. Well, like, bringing back Patty Fisher is going to be huge for their defense, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't see a lot of improvement. It's going to be really hard to implement a new system, especially with everything going on. I mean, yes, uh, you can – everyone can – study the playbook and study the new system, but it's really hard to actually play out the new offense if there's little practice time. I mean so I see four I say four and eight at best. I just I see a team that's one year removed from the Big Ten championship game and Big Ten West Champs and they didn't really lose much other than Clayton Thorson since then. Um I I, I like I like the Peyton Ramsey edition. I think they can be better than than uh, four and eight, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean their old offensive coordinator was so bad. Yeah, their Mick, new one just Mick needs McCall to be below was, average to help the offense. Mick McCall was pretty pretty horrible. Couldn't couldn't scheme a run game. Couldn't do anything. And Northwestern, a lot of times when they had big leads, like that one seventeen nothing lead against Michigan two years ago, just couldn't do anything uh, when they when they needed to score. And that was a lot of due to Mick McCall's play calling. And I think Mike Bajakian can really come in and get the best out of the players like he did with A.J. Dillon, who's now was a second-round pick, and do something like that with Isaiah Bowser. No, definitely. Yeah, I had them. Oh, no, go. I had them last two, but I had them five and seven. And, I mean, they return the most players in the entire um, in the entire NCAA with 84%. But, like, considering they went three and nine with that team, I mean, that's not – a great thing but then also i mean they do have the new oc and peyton ramsey's pretty solid all right who do you guys have so- yeah my at seven i got illinois i think they had a good yeah. season last year i just think the west is usually a weaker division i just don't see like a lot of horrible teams this year i don't see anybody that's going to be able to compete with teams like michigan or osu but i, I or penn state but i, I don't think anybody's going to go lower than four wins i have illinois at five and seven this year i think they're they're a couple steps below Northwestern in my eyes going into the season. They just had a pretty good year with Brandon Peters and had a winning record when he started. But um, I think it's just they they played well last year, but I, I don't see them being much better than you know a six and a five and seven, six and six. So that that's where I have them at. Yeah, I've got Illinois less in the West too. I just feel like every year people think they're going to turn the corner with Lovey, but they just really haven't been able to do it. And um, they've got a tough back end of the schedule this year, so I'm going five and seven. No, yeah, I have them uh, six yeah. and six. Yeah, I have them six and six too. I have them. I have them my next pick at six. I mean, I feel like they're really starting to build some momentum off of Lovey Smith, and I really, I really thought Brandon Peters had a great first year. And I mean, their defense did struggle a lot last year, especially in that Michigan State game, but. You, they did show that they could really step up, especially like they played 
and really, really well against a good Wisconsin team. And, uh, I mean, it could have obviously, obviously been a fluke game for Wisconsin. Like, a lot of college teams have those games where they struggle against lesser teams. But I like – I just uh, – they got a lot of guys back, and I like Illinois at six. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got Northwestern at six. Um, there's there's no denying they they had a very underwhelming season last year after coming off it was pretty a pretty historically good season for them and uh, three and nine last year and one and eight in the Big Ten was really just not good. Hunter Johnson was a five star just a couple of years ago just didn't even look like he could even play in high school. It was it was it was really really bad. But with that being said, I think. They're one year removed from a really good year, and I think Patty Fisher, you can see Patty Fisher with the addition of Bryce Kurtz, people like that. I really think Peyton Ramsey can make this team at least six wins, and then I think the defensive help pushes them to eight and four. Eight and four is my record prediction. Ooh, eight and yeah, four. I agree with what Alon said. I just think their old offensive coordinator was so bad. Bajakian just needs to be like below average, and the offense will be so much better. Ramsey will help so much. He's a better QB than anybody else in that QB room by a lot. And I think their defense will be able to be good. I've got them at six and six though. Yeah. The thing yeah, with Jake just... work with guys like Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston's got his interception problems, but I mean, he was had leading passer last year yardage wise. I think he can, from someone like Hunter Johnson, who just was really, really bad last year. I think either him or TJ green, I think, but can find something in them and, and make them, but you know, serviceable quarterbacks at least. But I think yeah, Payne Ramsey's got that job right now. Uh, heading into Camber, if we even have a camp. Yeah, that was a that was a tough blow for Northwestern. The Hunter Johnson thing. I mean, yeah. they definitely they definitely had a lot of pieces around him, and it just it, it was tough to see that. But then, all right, so we're moving on to number five. I have Nebraska. I mean, Adrian Martinez has so much potential. He has so much athletic ability, but I have just seen nothing from him, and. It's going to be – I don't see – it's going to be really hard for him to make that jump. But they do have a guy like Dedrick Mills at running back who's really, really good. They had a solid O-line. And, I mean, if if Adrian Martinez can make that jump that everyone thinks he can, they can be a 7-5, and 8-4 and four team. But I think 6-6, six and six, honestly, for Nebraska. Yeah, I just – they went into last year ranked, which I was – I think everybody was just, like, shocked with. I mean, I yeah. like Scott Frost as a coach. He did a lot of great stuff with, oh, yeah, uh, with UCF. I but, I mean, he's got some solid recruits. They just haven't had success. And I really – I don't understand the Adrian Martinez hype. After two years, it was – it's like yeah. the same thing with Mitch Trubisky. It's like he's just going to be better next year. He's going to be better next year. And it never happens. He had um, a good – Freshman year, he was he was solid freshman right. year. I like Dedrick Mills a lot. I think he brings a lot to their running game, and I think Adrian Martinez he's a good runner. So I yeah. mean that running game will be will be solid, but in the passing game, I just I don't see a lot of value there. Um, I think they go four and eight. I really just I haven't I have low faith in them this year after four they disappointed eight. last year. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've been five and seven, so I'm like around the same areas ish. Yeah, I've got I've got Nebraska six and six. I mean, Martinez just has so much potential. I think he should be able to be decent enough to bring them to six and six. And his supporting cast is good enough. I think six and six for them. I mean, yeah, he just has to make that one jump. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. so should we move on to number four? I've got sure. Purdue. Yeah, uh, same. Same. Yeah, coming off a four and eight season, they have a lot of. I mean, they they had a lot of injuries last year. Almost. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. I mean, they got. Rondell Moore. They went through four cute quarterbacks last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
four and eight after having that many injuries and having your star player Rondell Moore out for the basically the entire season. He's so explosive and brings so much to that offense. And I really think they could turn it around, probably go seven and five. Yeah, I agree. I have them at, at seven and five. I think when you have a player like Rondell Moore that it's just like there's just no way that if if he stays healthy that you, you can't get him the ball and and destroy the bad teams in the Big Ten and he can have huge games uh with them and they'll get um Carla Faddis back, their their outside linebacker who is him and um Rondell Moore were both were both injured or Carla Faddis was young last year and Rondell Moore was injured and I think uh, both of them getting more experience, and especially just if Rondell Moore plays, I think this is a, at least six. I have them at seven and five, though. I think I think they can easily get that, and they could easily get eight wins too. Yeah, yeah. I have them at seven and five if they can avoid injuries at with Rondell Moore and at the QB position. Yeah, the same thing. I mean, yeah, and, and they then, got a oh, they got a new defensive coordinator too. Yeah, and considering like they have a tough schedule playing in the Big Ten, I think seven and five is good for them. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, I have Iowa. I mean, yep, same. Nate Stanley, that's a pretty big loss. I mean, he wasn't the most talented, wasn't the most best quarterback in the in the Big Ten or in college football. But just losing a starter like that is definitely going to hit Iowa pretty hard. And especially losing Tristan Wirfs and that yeah. whole line. But they bring back two really good receivers in Tyron Tracy and Amir Smith-Marset. And I think if they find that quarterback that – can bring maybe more of an athletic element to that offense. I, I eight and four. I like eight and four for them. Yeah, I got them at I got them at eight and four too. I think I think they uh, losing Nate Stanley's a big loss, but Wirfs and Epinesa are definitely bigger losses. Um, I think Spencer Petras can be pretty good. I think uh, yeah, he's Nate, Nate Stanley wasn't the best quarterback I've ever watched in college. There's a reason he went yeah. undrafted. Um, I I think Petras can can come in and be as good and maybe better than him. I just think losing one of the best tackles and one of the best pass rushers in the entire um in college is is it's big and it'll have a effect on them. But Kirk Ferentz usually, you know, he. He's able to get that team around seven, five, eight, and four every year, even with big losses. So I think eight and four for me. Yeah, they're a good coach football team. Yeah, yeah, I had them eight and four too. I mean, yeah, they lost Nate Stanley, but I mean that could be a good thing if someone can step up and you know put points on the board for them because like in the past they have not been a high scoring team. But then like Ish said, they lose um, Epinesa, and then they also lose two other starters from the D line. Which is a mm-hmm. big loss. Yeah, I've got them made it in four two. Don't think they're a huge threat to win the division, but I think they'll be able to pull off an upset or two this year at Kinnick. Yeah. So number two, I got Minnesota. I mean, yeah. they're gonna have one of the most elite offenses in the Big Ten. Tanner Morgan, and if he builds off the year he had last year, he could really be a top quarterback in the Big Ten and top player in the Big Ten. And I really love Rashad Bateman. Big guy, he can. He's pretty fast, good route runner. Could go up there and get balls. And I think Muhammad Ibrahim, one of the most underrated running backs in college football, he will also provide like a huge strong force in the run game. But they do lose a bunch of starters on defense, and I mean, they still will be a top ten, top team in the Big Ten, and I think nine and three, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I had them nine and three too. Um. Like you said, they're they're returning almost everyone from their offense, nine players. 
They return their entire O line, Tanner Morgan, and then they've got solid receivers. But then the problem is with that offense is they just lost their um, offensive coordinator to Penn State, so they're gonna have to learn a new offense. And then also, um, they lost eight starters on defense, yeah. which including Antoine Antoine Winfield is a big yeah. loss. You know this this one was hard for me. I ended up putting Wisconsin at two. I just yeah, I, did too. I really think losing Jonathan Taylor, even with how good that O line was, I really think losing Jonathan Taylor is a big one. And I, I really I my trust in Jack Cohen is is almost zero. And I know I know Graham Mertz can come in. He can probably do a job. But I just think the loss of Jonathan Taylor and I mean there's guys like Quintus Cephas who they lost and a lot of a lot of guys that they lost that I I just that Minnesota didn't lose and. I know they lost Tyler Johnson, but he's not as big of a loss as somebody like like Jonathan Taylor. And it was really close last year. I expect it to be super close again this year between um, Minnesota yeah. and Wisconsin. Yeah, I just I think it'll. Co- I, I think it. Yeah, I think it'll come down to that last. Yeah, thing. probably. And I really, I really think Tanner Morgan with another year and Rashad Bateman with another year. I think Rashad Bateman. It's. I mean, it's hard to say, but I think he's the best wide receiver in the Big Ten, and I really think they can with with Ibrahim. I think they can be a, a really good team. So I got Wisconsin just a barely below them. Yeah, I have that too. I think with poor QB play, they're going to need their running game to be like just as good as last year, and I just don't think they're going to have that same production without Jonathan Taylor. I know they have a really good O line, but Jonathan Taylor's so talented, it's going to be tough to yeah. find a replacement for him. Yeah, I mean, at number, I have Wisconsin at one. But I think it could. I think it'll be going down to that last game, two two lost teams going down. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it it'll be close. But I I mean, Graham Mertz, he's super talented, and if they put him in there, I think they could be a top ten team in the country, especially with that old linebacker like Cole Van Lennon, Logan Bruss. Bruss. And I mean, last year they had a top defense in the nation, but like. Losing Zach Bond will be a yeah, huge Bond loss. Yeah, Bond is a huge loss. Yeah, that's that's big. But I mean, yeah, they, uh, I mean, they do return a lot of their starters on defense, and they did have a really really good defense last year. And I mean, I feel like they could shut down Minnesota, but it's going to be close. I have them ten and two, but yeah, yeah, I have them ten and two because I mean their defense is solid, but then the offense is kind of a question mark. They lose. Crookshank and Quintus Cephas, like their two best receivers. But, I mean, they'll have their starting tight end back. And, I mean, Jack Cohen's okay, but yeah. if Murphy Yeah, I've, I we just have one game apart. I got Minnesota at 10-2 and, and Wisconsin at 9-3. Yeah. So, it's, it's probably going to come down to that final game, it's, which will be a good yeah. one. Yeah. The West is a lot more of a toss-up yeah. for me. The West yeah. has got okay. more, like, solid teams than, like, half are really good yeah. and half are really bad. Wow, like Big East Ten is like Ohio State. Yeah, and yeah, they got Rutgers and Maryland. Yeah. Okay. All right, should we move on to the East? Yeah. 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 All right, so seven, I have Rutgers. I don't think yeah. there's yeah, a same. lot of question there. There isn't much to say. I mean, I mean they put Rutgers has placed last or second to last in scoring in the Big Ten every year for the last four years. And I feel like it's likely to happen again. I mean, yeah, they add Crookshank, who's solid, but uh, I don't know. They're, and they have a defense that let up 36.7 points per game last season. I think they struggle early and often, 2-10. and 10. You know, I like the Greg Schiano move that he's back. And I yeah. think uh, Sitkowski yeah, no, that... came back. He was going to go into the 
Yeah, yeah I got Dano back. They um, he he came back. So I mean, they're not going to be good, but they'll they'll be a solid team. I got them at three and nine. I think they can win a couple yeah, games. Yeah, them three and nine too. I think they'll be more competent yeah. this year and like competitive. Maybe be able to have some close games with like some yeah. decent teams, but three and nine for me too. Yeah, same. At six, I have yeah. Maryland. They, they they struggled a lot last year. I mean, they struggled yeah, that's that's Syracuse really, win. Really that well. was loud. And then <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, they had, they they put up a lot of points early. But I mean, that defense has a lot of holes, and on offense they do too. Uh, I mean, that quarterback battle, they'll probably give Lance Brown a little shot, and Josh Jackson did play really well last year. And you lose big losses in Javon Leak and Anthony McFarland. I think a similar turnout for them. I think three and nine. Yeah, they're not good. Three and nine. It's like they they might start out hot like last year, but there's just no way they can compete with the top heavy uh, the top heavy East. It's just they're gonna get destroyed in all those games. I think three and nine for them as well as Rutgers. Yeah, I've got Maryland four and eight, but not yeah, much better. I don't yeah. think they'll be much better. I've been four and two. Okay, so five by Michigan State. Yeah. I thought bringing in Mel Tucker was huge for them. <laughs> he did a great job at Colorado. And there's still a lot of holes that need to be filled. Losing Brian Lewerke, who obviously was not very good with Michigan State, but it they sucks. need to get someone that can play that quarterback position. And, I mean, they didn't bring in a lot of guys recruiting-wise, so I think five and seven for them. Yeah, I just they're, – they're not good this year. Lewerke, like, losing Lewerke, sure, he wasn't good, but, like, who are you going to get to replace that was even near his level? Yeah. Mel Tucker, I, I just laugh at him because he was so bad with the Bears. With his defensive units ranked, like, 31st and 32nd the years that he was with the Bears. He was horrible. He went ahead on a losing record last year at Colorado. I mean – Sure, he can do something, but I mean, losing Dan Tony is is not good for their program, and replacing him with someone like Mel Tucker is is pretty funny. I got I got that on four and eight. Yeah, I'm I mean, four I and eight too. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think I mean Mel Tucker did pretty good on recruiting at a like a pretty low level college like Colorado, and just like the biggest thing as a head coach is recruiting, and if he can recruit at a high level at. a program like Michigan State I think they can definitely move forward but I don't know it's it's gonna Fair be enough. tough yeah this year's not yeah. gonna be pretty though first year yeah, coach no. paired with a ton of new starters that like none of the new starters are really talented it's just like a bunch of three stars coming into like their first year of starting I don't think it's gonna go well four and eight for them yeah no yeah I said uh five and seven because I mean just one of the good things they have Good guys they have coming back is Elijah Collins, their running back, who's proved to be, I mean, pretty solid for, you know, like being on a pretty mm-hmm. bad team. So, I mean, Lombardi will probably be the starter, but, I mean, I don't really know how good he is or anything. He didn't play really well when he came in for Lewerke, so I, it's going to be hard. Yeah, they're going to be bad. All right, so four, I so four, I have Indiana. They, have, they brought a lot of good guys back. I think they're going to have a pretty good team. They returned Ty Freifogel, who had a great year last year. Running yeah, back Steve Scott. Scott, who had a very good last, year, very good season last year. I think if Penix can come in and play as well as, um, as well as he can, which he did towards the end of that season, I think they'll have a good team. And on defense, they brought back Raquan Jones and Khalil Bryant, and. I mean, they don't have one of the toughest schedules 
in the Big Ten, I think eight and four, which would be pretty big for that program. Yeah. Um I I think they yeah, they they didn't get much worse from last year and Payne Ramsey leaving is uh good good for me, but uh I think Michael Penix can come in and, and probably play better than Payne Ramsey. Payne Ramsey's not the biggest like, you know, best build for a quarterback, but he can go in and win you games. But I think I think Michael Penix can take them over the top of just, you know, winning six or seven games, although I still have them at seven and five. Um I think I think they're they can be a seven and five, eight and four team coming off of last year where Stevie Scott had uh, his second straight thousand yard season. I think he can do that again. I think I think they'll be pretty good. So seven and five is my my bet, but eight and I could definitely see eight and four, even even pushing the nine and three I could see. Nine yeah, and three eight and four. Yeah. Item seven and five. Yeah, I I think they could, I think they'll be They're a pretty solid. good team. I just at like Penix a lot. Yeah, I mean, he played really well towards the end of that season. So, yeah. All right, so three, I have Michigan. Uh, they'll they'll have a quarterback battle to start off the year between Melton and McCaffrey. That will definitely need to be solved. But I think offensively, they did lose a guy like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, which kind of is tough for that team. But they did bring back – oh, and they also lost Tariq Black. But they, they do bring back Ronnie Bell and Nico Collins and – they do have the best corner in the Big Ten, in my opinion, in Ambry Thomas. And I think uh, linebacker Cameron McGrone, uh, he's going to be pretty good, but they still have a lot of holes to fill. Yeah, yeah. I have them. I think 9-3. and three. They have a tough schedule. I have too. them at 10-2, but I have them at 3 also, but pretty much tied with Penn State um, for 2-3. and three. And I just think whenever you have a – a defensive corner like Don Brown, you're just you're gonna lose a couple games that you should win. I just I just don't find any value in him. Losing Shea Patterson's yeah. not fun. I don't think I don't think Dylan McCaffrey is as bad. I don't think he's as good. I think if Joe Milton wins it, they'll have a better chance of actually winning more games than if Dylan McCaffrey wins it. But losing guys like Josh Uchi and Khalid Hudson, Lavert Hill, uh, those aren't those aren't guys yeah. that are easy to replace, especially a guy like um Khalid Hudson who can play pretty much anywhere on that defense. So. I, I still think they they have a lot of success. I, I really, really, really like Nico Collins, probably a lot more than some people do. I really think he just goes up and gets the ball every time. I like Ronnie Bell, too. Um, uh, Charbonnet is good, so I, I think they can be a 10-2 and two team challenge, and, and um, I think that game against OSU is going to decide it, and unfortunately, I think they lose it. Well, I mean, yeah, they also have to play Minnesota and Ohio yeah. State on the road. And they have Wisconsin and Penn State, so that's yeah. going to be tough. Yeah, and they have to go to Washington in their first game. Yeah, yeah that's, a that's, tough game. that's a tough place to play. I mean, I don't see Michigan beating Ohio State until Don Brown gets fired, honestly. I don't think Michigan can compete with, like, high-powered offenses with Don Brown's current defensive scheme. So, like, I don't know. I just think he's too bad of a defensive coordinator at this point to give them any chance versus Ohio State. So I have them at number three, too. Um, I think their offense will be really good, though, surprisingly this year. I think Milton and McCaffrey both have a ton of talent. The only problem is their O-line. They lost four starters, but um, they're they're still returning a couple good, really good O-linemen. And their backfield and receiving core is just stacked this year. Yeah. Um, they'll have guys like Charbonnet, Bell, Collins, and Eubanks in their offense again. Mm-hmm will kind of have to carry the load because, I mean, they lose Patterson and, like you said, most of their alignment, including their center. First round center. I mean, I think 
Those, yeah. Those uh, first four guys, I mean, they're um, they'll yeah, have to that, carry the load, and I will be able to. That O line will be the X factor. Losing guys like Runyon and Ruiz yeah. and all those guys, that's that's you got to replace that because that run game, that run game was good behind them. You got to be able to run the ball again for a successful <laughs> offense, especially with a new guy coming in. With either it be Milton or McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey played. He came in. Couple times yeah, a couple times, but he. he I have... mean, he didn't really. I thought he didn't show as much. Like, I mean, he showed a lot of Shea Patterson, like an average quarterback. That I'm mean, like Will Spate or someone like that, just an average quarterback for Michigan the offense that you really need guys around the. They got the. T- they really got good. those guys. So yeah, that's why. That's why I think they should start. Milton. Yeah, I think Milton has the ability to be a top quarterback in the nation. I don't think McCaffrey has that. All right, at two, I have Penn State. I think Clifford, he shows a lot of potential, but he just has to make that, like, one next step to be an elite quarterback. But I really yes. think he has the weapons to do it. Journey Brown showed a lot last year. And Pat Frymuth, best tight end in the nation. But, I again, losing a guy like uh, K.J. Hamler, yeah. like, his explosiveness is going to be yeah, really Yeah, Journey Brown's got to be able to replace but, that. Micah Parsons, yeah. I mean, on, when you look at the defensive side, like Mark, Micah Parsons is such a force on that defensive end, and like it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be uh, they're gonna have a good front seven. They had a really good front seven last year, and I think if they build on that, and I think they'll have a good team. I think ten and two. Yeah, I think their offense will be good with Clifford and with Journey Brown and their defense. Around Micah Parsons is gonna be is gonna be very good. Um, yeah, losing KJ Hamler, it, it's a it's a it's a big loss. You can't somebody that stretches the field, somebody that can do it all at the college level. But I think I don't think Journey Brown will be that much worse. If not, I think he could be better than Hamler um, at at stretching the field. So they get the OC from Minnesota. Who I mean, Minnesota's offense showed a lot of those types of signs of trying to stretch the field. So maybe they'll. They'll try to replace KJ Hamler with Journey Brown. I think Micah Parsons is too is too good to be stopped. He's gonna have like a Chase Young type season, I think. I I mean I don't know if it's gonna be that type season because he doesn't have the size that he possessed, but yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be like one of the best defensive player. I think he will be the best yeah. defensive player in the Big Ten next year. Yeah. I mean and then, losing uh sorry, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, they also they have Journey Brown, but they also have behind them Noah Kane, who was a freshman last year, who played really good in um his first couple games, but then he got injured. And then they also have um Devon Ford. I mean, all three of them have showed they can be really good running backs. So like, when Journey's not on the field, I think you know Noah Kane and Ford can you know also carry the load. And then when they lose KJ. They'll still have Dotson, who's, I mean, not as explosive and fast, but he was solid last year. So, and Fryermuth. They get yeah, Fryermuth I mean, back. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be the best tight end in the nation, in my opinion. But I think, again, on the defensive side, losing a guy like Etor Grossmatos. Yeah, that like, is a big loss. That's a big he's, – he's your leader on that defense. He was huge in a lot of games last year, and replacing him is going to be big. Yeah. Um, All right. So at one, I have 
I mean, there's no question yeah. here. I think Ohio State, yeah. they're the best team in the Big Ten. I, I honestly don't see a lot of teams beating them. Uh, I mean, they did lose Chase Young and Okuda on defense, but they bring back a guy like Sean Wade, who's honestly probably top defensive players in the nation. And they bring back Justin Fields, who yeah. is probably Heisman favorite at this point. And they bring back Austin Mack, Chris Olave. And I really think bringing in a guy like Trey Sermon is huge for that run game especially losing uh, J.K. Dobbins. And, I mean, you also bring a guy like Master Teague back who played really well in a lot of games last year, and he's a r- power back. He could shove it up the middle. He's he's a I, – I think they'll have a good team, really good team, 12-0. and 0. I, I don't see a lot of teams beating them. Yeah, I had them 12-0 too. Um. I mean, obviously they have Justin Fields, Heisman front runner right now, and then he'll be able to throw to Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, and like you said, they lose Dobbins, but Trey Sermon from Oklahoma is pre- he's pretty good. And obviously they had the best recruiting. Yeah, they've consistently year, had so. top ten, top five yeah. recruiting classes. So they're just too good. Mm-hmm. And they got, in, in my opinion, the second best quarterback. Um, first being uh, Trev, and then third being Trey Lance, but uh. Justin Fields is just so good, and Chris Olave is going to be able to do pretty much everything they need for him at the wide receiver position. They're just going to be so good. I, I think they drop a game, though. I think they go 11-1. I think the losses of Okuda and Chase Young are actually really big. I mean, second and third pick in the draft um, for a reason. I think I think they yeah. drop a game, but I still think they're very dominant. I just I see a little drop in production from the team. I mean, I could Do they see drop I, game. Yeah, I could see if at any game, I could see <laughs> yeah. any game they yeah. lose that whiteout game at Penn State, if if any. But yeah, that's that's the most yeah. likely game that they lose. Yeah, I have them twelve and zero, but I could see I think that'll be a close game. State. Yeah, but yeah, all right, and then I'm gonna give my top ten players, my my top ten returning players going into big t- going into this year. You guys can come in at any point and give anything. So, mm-hmm. at 10, I have Cole Van Lennon, the tackle from Wisconsin. I think he is the major part of that O-line and just showed how successful they could be. And I think he'll be huge for that Wisconsin team next year. At 9, I have Pat Fryermuth, tight end, Penn State. Best tight end in the nation, in my opinion. Last year, he had 43 receptions for five, 503 yards and seven touchdowns. I think he's an absolute force for that uh, offense. And then at eight, I have Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. I mean, mm-hmm. he he's probably going to take this next huge role in this offense and going to be that leader on that receiving core. And he had last year, he had 49 receptions for 849 yards and 12 touchdowns. So I think he's big. At seven, I have Ambry Thomas, the corner out of Michigan. He was – I mean, I think he'll be the best corner. I mean, I don't know in the nation, but he definitely will be in the Big Ten. And last mm-hmm. year he had 30 solo tackles and three interceptions. And I think he'll make a big jump next year. At six, I have Eric Burrell, the safety out of Wisconsin. He was huge last year, and he will be monstrous for this for this defense coming back. And – Hopefully, we'll take that 
leading role for that Wisconsin team that really needs it after losing a guy like Zach Bond. And he had last year he had 34 solo tackles, three interceptions, two forced fumbles, and two sacks. He could really play all around the board, and he's really athletic. At five, I have Rashad Bateman, probably one of the best receivers in the Big Ten outside of Rondell Moore. But he had 60 receptions last year, 1,219 yards and 11 touchdowns. And I think his stats will just improve this year. And then at four, I have Tanner Morgan out of Minnesota. He's re- I think if he makes that next stride, he could be easily a top top quarterback in the nation, top 10 definitely. He'll have last year he had 3,253 yards, 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions. At 3 I have Rondell Moore, easily the most explosive guy in the nation and he will be huge for a Purdue team that very really struggled last year with injuries and I think if he has that next big year he could be a top pick in the draft and then at two I have Micah Parsons definitely going to be one of the best defensive players in the nation last year he had 50 52 solo set tackles and five sacks and I he'll he'll just be an absolute force for Penn State and then number one I think it's no question here I think Justin Fields uh last year in, um, absolutely insane here with 3,273 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, and, three, and only three interceptions. I mean, that's really hard to come by, and he's just such a talented guy, and just another year in that system will be huge. Yeah. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think two people that – two returning players that I think could be big that you didn't talk about – one is Indiana defensive oh, back Taiwan yeah. Mullen. He was a true freshman last year, All-American also. I think he can improve even more on last year and be one of the better defensive backs in the Big Ten. Um, another one you didn't talk about was uh, yeah, Nico Collins. Um, I just think I've never seen him lose a jump ball. And I think with if, – especially if Milton starts, I think Milton can – Milton has such a strong arm. I think he can just throw the deep ball to him. I mean, yeah, I think it was between him and Chris Olave. And at the end of the day, it's just like <laughs> both those guys will fill in huge roles in their offense. And I just think it'll be really tough to decide between them. They're two really good players. Yeah. So, yeah. Watch out. Watch out for Patty Fisher. He went into last year being a first, like, mid first round pick. Probably, probably dropped a little since then, but he's definitely got the talent to be one of the best middle linebackers in the country and return into being a projected first round pick uh next year. Yeah, he's really got a he's really got a uh show. Yeah, he does. Like this year that he is a top pick in the draft and he's really got to lead that defense, so. Yeah. Losing Gaziano's not it's pretty big, so hopefully he can help that defense out Patty can with Sam Duke Miller. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be tough for that Northwestern team. All right. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Milan. I'm John. uh, Thank you, and tune in next time.